You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the 10th season of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of the Eastern Conference in 2024. This episode is brought to you by Perspective, because a 6-0 win isn't always a 0-6 loss. Uh, No, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, Actually, uh, brought to you by our amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. It's because of you that we've been able to keep this project going for so long, as we will touch on shortly. Uh, Learn more over at patreon.com slash MLSFI, which heads up. We'll be getting some updates soon as the season is starting and we're getting everything sorted out. But again, more on that later. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my co-host, Ashley Savage. But I'd also like to welcome our special guest, Richard Nowak, a.k.a. Fripp from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord and So Rare USA on Twitter, uh, X, uh, whatever, Twitter X <laughs> is what we're going to call it. Uh, welcome. Thank you all for joining tonight. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Sawadee <laughs> Thank you for welcoming from across the world. I'm just across the country. That's right. Yeah. Fripp is joining us from Thailand. So uh, crazy, crazy international episode we have right here. He'll be one of those those uh, metrics from across the, I almost said pond, but that's not the pond, across the other side yeah. over there. But uh, pond. yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, the other pond. That one is there. We should work on that. I don't know what it is. Share, share yeah. if you if you know what that is. Uh, but as I sort of alluded to at the beginning of, of the show here, this is um, it's a special season. Uh, we're back. We're so excited about it. And tonight we're going to be focusing on the Eastern Conference preview just to touch on some of the notable departures and additions to kind of help get your creative juices flowing, get your mind back into it. If you are new players, welcome. I hope you have found this resource uh, for you advanced players, we're going to be talking about some things that are just good refreshers or to keep in mind. But if you're new players, we're excited to have you join us uh, for your first MLS fantasy journey. Uh, it's it's a great community to be a part of. Before we get into all of that, as I said, this is a very special year for the MLS Fantasy Insider. If you hadn't noticed, if you're listening to us, uh, I may not have done something on, on SoundCloud or one of the, the streaming sites yet. But if you're listening to us on YouTube... Yeah, you can check out the websites. There's a new logo that that we're being used. Oh. Temporary uh, logo, but uh, it's super crazy that I'm getting ready to say this, but we have been going for 10 years with the MLS Fantasy Insider. It, it literally feels like only yesterday that I was trying to just like put this thing together in my spare room using Google Hangouts, RIP Google Hangouts, um, but but yeah, it's been it's been ten years, and uh, all season long we're going to be trying to bring back some voices of the past uh, and highlight some of uh, just a collection of great guests that we've had and hosts that we've had uh, across all this time as we've just been investing in this crazy pastime that we all have, and uh, that brings us to tonight's guest, Fripp, uh, who you've seen before and have interacted with many times on uh, on our social media platforms, I am sure. Um, but Fripp has been a friend of the show since it's it's got to be near the beginning uh, of of the whole the yeah. whole darn project. 
Um, what I am able to document going back through the records is that that Fripp first joined us on on a show during the second season of in 2015. That was the first time he made a guest appearance on the show. Of course, back then he was going by the name Backseat Manager in a, oh yeah in a property that's the sort of I guess gone out to the the internet wastes at this point. Uh, but yes, so so one of the earliest voices that we've had partnering with the show. What what do you call recall about? Not, I mean, MLS Fantasy Insider, of course, but just Fantasy Pass. What's what's some of your recollections? Yeah. Oh, man. Back then, when it first started, it was still Kentucky. What was it? Kentucky Soccer? Oh, you're going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, so when I first back, the, the way, whole way, project, way yeah, yeah. Uh, it was KFC, Kentucky Football Club, when my buddy and I first. Yeah. yeah so yeah, the, the history of MLS Fantasy Boss gets, gets bled in some right there where I, I did my okay. first season of Fantasy fpl and was like this is great and i started fan- playing fantasy mls and i was like where are all the resources i was like dang it i'll just make my own kentucky like- football club the chatango chatango yeah. i mean it would be i should put a picture i was in high school i still had hair there was no hair here uh, the <laughs> side by side would be shocking um <laughs> yeah i was a junior in high school or no sophomore in high school when i started playing you know there's a the david ferreira his son is now playing. Like, uh, Wando was big, man. Um, so Jungberg on Sounders, way yep. back, way, 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 way back. Dempsey, all that. That was pretty Dempsey, even. Oh my god, that was pretty. Javi Morales right? was the guy, you know. Yeah, Javi uh, oh. Mo. We we had all kinds of stuff with. I mean, it was it was. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of change, a lot of people, and and of course, I didn't put this in the rundown because I didn't want to tease it, but. Uh, I, I also have some details about Ashley, who, as you've noticed with the show tonight, uh, Blaine is not with us. And that's because, as I as I mentioned last year, and as Ashley and I prepped for last year, last year was basically Blaine's sort of swan song as an official regular co-host. But he was really bad at making that happen. Like, we were always <laughs> like, all right, Blaine, we know you're just going to do, like, maybe one this one. He's like, no, no, I'm going to be there all, all three. It's it's all, no, I'm going to be there. I'll, I'll, I'll pop up. And so just just kept us going all the time. Yeah. But but this year, Blaine will be on some. I've got him scheduled for our round one preview because he loves, as you guys know, to talk about value building. Uh, mm-hmm. But but Blaine has stepped back due to life and various things, as you know, with, with his own baby Rue over there. Um, but so super happy to have Ashley with us and not, not too much of a difference between Ashley and Fripp, but, uh, Ashley first joined us as a guest host or as mm-hmm. a special guest in season five, round six of April, 2019. It was like an I April was, Fool's episode or something, but that's what I was going to say. 2019 is what feels yep. right. To me. That yep. was the first time. And you were mentioning some of those old, old players, Fripp, when I was doing the searching go back and I was like, Ashley, things popped up and I was like, wow, that was super long. Oh, Ashley Cole. That's right. Ashley Cole momentarily have lost Fripp again. He is in the Philippines. So Thailand, um, Thailand. I think I'm, maybe I said that wrong before he is in Thailand. So we'll see what his internet connection continues to be. But uh, Ashley, you you have some connections to fantasy, uh, but just what do you recall about just your fantasy journey and MLS Fantasy Insider? Yeah, I remember, you know, starting to play with my now husband um, when we first started dating our first like MLS season together. Um, I'd always played fantasy football and had also played FPL and had never 
even gotten introduced to to fantasy uh, MLS anywhere else. And kind of like you, I you know I played the first season and um, I really enjoyed it. I didn't have any resources. I didn't have any groups and have any you know any like other people in our lives who played. Um, and I think it took me one or two seasons before I was like, there's got to be something somewhere. Um, and I think that's how I slowly became a follower of, um, you know, the various Twitter accounts and your Twitter account and the podcast and things like that. And I started listening a little bit pre-Mike and now I'm okay. trying to remember. Okay. And I don't, I don't remember it well, but I remember actively listening when it was you, Blaine and Mike, um, and, you know, getting brought on as a guest host because I ribbed you about not having any female guest hosts. <laughs> and you were like, no one ever asks. And I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> and at the time it was one of my, one of my better, I, feel, I think I ended top, at least top 15 that year, maybe top 10. Um, and so that was kind of how I, you know, beca became more of a, a figure with the three of you and talking to the three of you and, um, got into, you know, the communities and stuff through that, um, which I didn't have before. And it was so great, you know, having all the resources that we do now makes me want to pull my hair out and makes me a better player, right? Like, I kind of loved the days when it was just, just me and Spencer and we just went on guts and like, kind of like how you pick horses where you just like the name. <laughs> um, there's something simpler about those times, but uh yeah it's it's been a it's been a, a fun fun journey to come from just like you know vice captains and a huge bench and um, oh you gosh. know unlimited rotations <laughs> not unlimited yes. all the all the different variations of the game so um yeah i can't believe it's been 10 years for for this system and this program and i'm just happy to be here for it yeah ben jada ben bear james ballow all the people who have been involved yeah, in MLS. that's right uh all the people say the ben bear death charts <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a crazy stuff uh but yeah so that's just a little bit of history i i wanted to pardon me for taking a, a small moment there to just sort of uh review the history it's it's like i said it's 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 crazy for me to just be like wow this has been going on for 10 years so we have the special logo that's up i uh, had that commissioned through fiverr so i hope you enjoy that we'll be using that all this season uh just to kind of have some fun we've got some things planned which we'll touch on in a second um, but we are going to be getting to our content for tonight because we are going to be previewing the eastern conference but before we get to that i know it may seem strange but there is some housekeeping that i want to make sure everyone is aware of especially if this is your first time listening uh, there is some housekeeping for round one and just the season in general that i want to make sure you understand coming up right after this All right, and welcome back to our housekeeping section during our Eastern Conference preview episode. That's right, I do have some housekeeping. Uh, first of all, let me just say, if you're running to the fantasy website right now to check it out, it, it's not up. The, the fantasy site is not up. We are still doing our Eastern Conference preview, as is tradition. These first episodes may or may not actually have player prices that we can look at, so that is going to be a factor that we are not considering when we're talking to you about players that we like, and just in general, this is going to be based on expected performance, previous performances, some preseason stuff. It's it's going to be just what we're hopes and dreams kind of stuff right here. Uh, but just so you know, the game is not live yet, though I hope that it will be live soon from some of the conversations that I've had, but I do not have any kind of date 
or any insight on potential changes that are coming to the game this year. What I do want to talk about, though, real quick is, of course, Fantasy Leagues. As soon as the game is live, I'll start sending out more information about uh, the Fantasy Leagues for the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues with Discord, the MLS Fantasy Boss website, and our patron supporters. And, of course, the Pro-Rel League, we will have that back. I've already started sending out some invitations for our Champions League. Uh, I'm giving people time to respond because if people don't respond, I'm going to start promoting more people. Uh, there has been, There was some transitions and then we'll start filling in the blank spots after everyone gets out. So once the game is live and I start sending out emails, I've got them all recorded from how I had it all logged from last year. Be listening to the updates and keeping an eye on Twitter when I say the emails have gone out because if people aren't responding, I'm going to fill the spots. And if I move on, I'm sorry, but we got to we got to get it filled. We got to have those those uh, spots filled in order for the games to go live uh, when the games start. Uh, so yeah, patrons as well. I've uh, got the swag from last year that that I was I did you dirty and I did not send it all out. I'm so sorry, but I've got the orders prepped for the 2024 swag to come in. I'm getting that as as well as the special swag we're going to have for the logo. I mean, it just seems right. Stickers, magnets, various cool things. Working on some special stuff for for our top patrons uh, that incorporates the 10th season celebration logo. So I'm really excited about that. And I hope you're excited to get some of that swag right there. All right, more fantasy related. Again, have not seen the game. So this is going to be just what I'm expecting based upon the past 10 years of how things have tended to work. So it looks like we're going to open the season with a double game week. From what I'm seeing, we're starting on a Wednesday, which is February 1st with Miami versus Real Salt Lake. Everybody else is on the 24th and 25th, which is Saturday and Sunday. But it looks like RSL and Miami will be a double game week team for this first round with RSL having a double away game and Miami splitting home away right there. Uh, and also, yes, we have a team on a bye, which without any expansion this year is going to kind of be a theme just like it was last year. So no big surprise right there. And in round one, it's going to be vancouver so once the game goes live i'll be talking more i'll make a new 2024 switcheroo video and vancouver is going to play heavily into that if you're new and you're saying read what is in the world is a switcheroo and if you're still even like read who in the heck are you don't worry we're going to become family and friends as we go through this season and the switcheroo is an advanced tactic that i will give you some details about in with hope the next couple of weeks before things go live uh and it wouldn't be MLS, if there wasn't something else I had to add on top of the considerations you had to have for round one. And of course, this year, as usual, it's the CONCACAF Champions League, the Champions Cup that's going on. Vancouver is playing on 214. Miami's playing on 215. St. Louis and Houston are playing each other on 220. New England is playing on 221. Orlando is playing on 221. And then Nashville and Cincinnati not playing each other, but both playing on 222. So these first couple of weeks, we've got a bunch of teams playing. So even though it may not be a double game week in MLS Fantasy, several of these teams are essentially operating under double game week scenarios. And for Miami, that's going to be a pretty decent amount of congestion within the first few weeks of the season. So TBD for what's going to happen there. But I'll be making this announcement during our Western Conference preview and, of course, during round one. But just want to give that early heads up that we've got some congestion at the beginning of the season, just to keep in mind as you start eventually planning your first team. Can't say 
you weren't warned because we're telling you right now. Uh, normally at the end of this section, we're going to talk to you about injuries and suspensions and yellow card warnings or call-ups, any of that crazy stuff that happens, uh, but not this week because we don't know. It's still preseason. That's crazy. But what I can tell you is if you can't catch the show or you want to watch this as it goes live, the amazing members of the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community do fantastic work at keeping an updated list of players impacted by these call-ups. We call it the mega reference and it's already being updated for 2024. You can find that by heading over to the Discord community and going down the list until you find the fantasy tool section. And it's right there at the bottom. We'll have awesome stuff in there, not just the player call-ups, but we'll have players who are out of the game that are ideal for switcheroos. We tend to have um, depth charts for who's taking penalty kicks and just various set plays. It's a great resource. There'll be more tools in that section. So head over to that. The easiest way to find out how to join the Discord is to head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. In the top bar, you can click on Discord, MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord, and you can just click right there. It's fun. It's easy. It's free. It is the best. I would, I would put that against anybody. The best fantasy soccer community there is online. Super friendly. We have players who have won in the past frequently in the top 10 throughout the seasons. It is a very super helpful place. And so I hope to see everyone over there right now. Uh, Ashley, for anything you guys want to add about either the Discord or any of this early housekeeping, just league round stuff that we have. I would just jump in and say, let's not overthink it yet. Like, we're going to talk about a couple of things these next two weeks. But, like, you know, savor these moments where you don't have to make a team just yet. Don't, you know, make seven drafts without the system being live. Like, just just hang tight. Um, and then or, or make 15 right now. It's fine. Make 20. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't encourage that. You <laughs> no. I, uh, but also, I'll echo what you said. You know, we we plug discord here a lot and that's for a reason um when we never talking about you know in the in the intro of there's got to be resources for this game i've started playing well there are and you know if we sat here and listed everything on that mega reference every episode we would have two hour episodes so you know once we get into the season you know we do only touch on the bigger things or the more notable things. And so being a part of that community, just to have access to those resources, um, I think is so helpful to the game. Um, and also it's good people. So give it a, give yeah. it a shot. Definitely good exactly. people. I think there's at least like half a dozen, if not more than a dozen people who've stuck around for almost the entire 10 years. Yeah, for sure. If not more, if not longer, which is incredible. If you think about it, like yeah, yeah. for such a quote unquote small thing, like the, have that type of consistency and knowledge that comes with it. Very valuable. Yeah, ask an, questions. An amazing project. All right, but yeah, we'll see you there in the Discord. But for tonight, we're going to jump right into talking about just notable departures and just notable transfers and players that we think you should keep an eye on for the Eastern Conference coming up right after this. All right, welcome back. We're talking about uh, players from the Eastern Conference. And since this is still preseason, what I wanted to highlight tonight are notable departures uh, from this season and some notable transfers and new arrivals. Uh, again, this we try to keep our show fantasy-focused. And so there are definitely going to be players you love, definitely going to be players who are going to make a significant impact to their team for them being there, but that does not always translate into actual fantasy production. 
So our list is going to try to focus on players who, well, unless we think they're kind of funny to put on there, but usually they're going to focus on the players who are going to have some kind of a fantasy relevant contribution to their team. So that's what's driven our list here for uh, departures, new transfers, and arrivals. If there's someone who's not here, please hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Head over to the Discord community and, and post right there. It's uh, We want to get your feedback and just kind of help share that knowledge as the discussion goes on. So let's first talk about notable departures from the Eastern Conference. Uh, Richard, who are you sad to see go? Who do you think fantasy managers are sad to see go? So I think the biggest one is probably Brandon Vasquez. But before we get into that, I think the biggest departures are the ones that haven't departed. I'm going like immediate uh, inception here. But if you think about it, it was kind of a slow window. Um, none of the big Premier League clubs really splashed out big cash compared to the last two, three, four or five years. And so we didn't see that kind of trickle down domino add-on effect. So guys like Barreal, guys like Almada, guys like Tolkien, they're all still in MLS. Fuck. Um, mm-hmm. Wanga, right? Like, if you had to make a bet a few months ago, you probably would have bet that at least two or three of those five would be gone by now. So, I think that's huge that a lot of those guys have not departed, but which is not to say they won't leave in the summer, but that's for the summer. Right. I'm not saying that Barrial's still here. I mean, I'm not going to complain. Either. Are you kidding? (laughs) Right. And so, I think some notable ones, just, I'm just going to list off. um, Yeah. Yeah. So Charlotte, new coach, um, got rid of Swiderski, loaned him out, got rid of Josiak. So that's two DPs that are kind of like, you know, um, clean slate there. Cincinnati had some big changes. I think, relatively speaking, Arias, Moreno, Vasquez, Mosquera, a lot of defensive players there, right? That's like almost the core. Um, Gustavo Bo went back to Argentina. I think Tajeres is like hometown club. Um, DC basically ripped up their entire defense. Yeah. Uh, and Pines is now in England. I don't know what's what's up with that. And uh, we have no to more. mention Donovan Pines since that's like one of, one of Tyler Ranchinator's mm-hmm. favorite players. Like I mean, R.I.P. Him, he's a him pod favorite. He's a, he, is. Favorite. he is. He's a pod favorite. He's a pod favorite. Yeah. People love him. And that's, that's a weird thing is he was often one of the only DC players who was generating some kind of fantasy points. So definitely yeah, yeah. sad to see him go. Yeah. Andy Nahar. I think they declined his option. Yeah, they did. Uh, Heinzike, out. So lots of turnover there. Uh, Red Bulls, lots of Luquinhas back to Fortaleza in Brazil. Yearwood to Nashville. Barlow gone to Chicago. Omir Fernandez to the Rapids. Hey, that's next week. Uh, um, Orlando as well. Antonio Carlos. Uh, Mauricio Pereira. That's like the yeah you know, cornerstone almost of the team for last few years. Uh, Urso, Gaston Gonzalez loaned out. Duncan McGuire. <laughs> drama. Crazy still, drama. Uh, Duncan McGuire, period. In limbo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, he's I just like, like, gone, yeah. not gone, loaned, canceled, in limbo, purgatory. He's just going to stay in the UK and just see what happens. <laughs> Yeah. I told my wife that story and she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but to yeah. to like lose your job on the airplane to your job sounds awful. It's like, yeah. Yeah, but now it's like he's rescinded. lost his job at his job. Like he's there. He was there. Or, yeah, we'll yeah. see. TBD, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a few. Um, obviously, Miles Robinson from Atlanta to Cincy. 
Yep. That's why we're going into, you know, some of the replacements here. Yep. I, I love your comment of just Toronto alive question mark. Yeah. You could say the yeah, same thing so, for Philly alive question mark. Yeah. There's a few teams where I guess touching on like it's what what day is today? Today is February sixth. Some teams have not yeah. made nearly any moves. Like it's just dead silence. Like Toronto has gotten rid of you know a fair amount of players, nothing major. But I think the only players in are their two draft picks. Nothing has happened oh. else. Like the Italian's still there. They brought in Latif Blessing. I that's a oh, yeah. cut to later later notes from me. But yeah, nothing. They've done nothing. Yeah. Austin, Philly, Columbus, to be fair, they don't have to do as much, but there's a few teams that, you know, they would like to take their time, it seems. Yeah. So well, we'll see. Yeah. The, add, Ashley? the only the only one that, you know, Robinson from Atlanta was was a lot for me. I, I just want to circle back to that a little bit because um, you know, when Garth Lagerway came to Atlanta, I knew that he'd make changes either with the coach or with the team. Cause that's what Garth does. Um, it's, and it's with the intention of winning everything, not like being in control, if that makes sense. Um, and letting him go is kind of crazy to me. Like that's a big one. That's a staple of your team. He's come back from injury He's still young. He's playing for the national team. Like, you know, to to let him go to an Eastern Conference rival, um, let alone just let him go. That that one's interesting. I'm interested to see what how Atlanta fans feel about it. I don't know much about like contracts or the negotiate anything like that. Just seeing his name leaving was kind of crazy to me. Um and then great for Cincinnati because center back depth. Yeah from my perspective has always been an issue in that back line. Um, I traditionally don't touch center backs from, I I was never a Miazga person burned me once, you know, Um, but miles Robinson in that Cincy back line is now much more appealing to me and makes the wingbacks more appealing too. Um, But the only one, you know, I'll I'll throw out there that Richard didn't mention was Joseph Martinez. I saw him linked to Montreal. Um, you know, things didn't pop as well for him in Orlando as I thought they would. Um, it's kind of a bummer to see, you know, his former coach be okay with letting him go. And, you know, when you see a striker start to get on the other side of their career, especially a striker like Joseph, who was just a massive player in fantasy, a massive player for the league. Um, it's just kind of crazy to me that that he hasn't been picked up yet. Um, that he's still floating around, um, maybe or not. Like I remember Dom Dwyer did a similar thing, right? Like he got let go by Atlanta and it seemed like to me he would just get picked up somewhere for depth. I don't think he has at all. I don't think he's been picked up anywhere. So, and Dom Dwyer and, and Joseph Martinez, I don't think are the same striker. I think Joseph was a much more prolific goal scorer. Um, but yeah, just crazy to me that that he is nowhere right now um so yeah interesting to see if he does pop up somewhere like maybe i'm crazy but you know sounders signed danny muskowski a young bench player at best i would have loved if the price was similar to grab a yosef martinez instead of but you know no one asks me so that's that's the only one that it's, it's still really kind of head shaking to me that, you know, Miami could just end his contract and nothing so far. 
Elena yeah. Costa too. Yeah, I, I, take it, taking his sweet time, taking his sweet time. I think it's kind of funny with with Joseph because he's he's just gone. Yeah, he's, he's not here, and so like. <laughs> Like when I was writing the notes out, I was like, Joseph, MIA. And I was like, oh, that's like a double meeting right now. It's just missing an action from Miami. Uh, I'm just going to add two more because you guys have done a great list of some of the big impacts. But I was shocked to see that Yamil Assad was just it's just gone as well yeah. from D.C., uh, a player with a lot of connection with fantasy of not necessarily being the the go to there every every week kind of must have player, but had some consistent options. there. good bench player. In the past, just just gone. And also, uh, Leandro Gonzalez Perez, LGP. Oh, uh, we're all about him. Also in in Miami, he's gone to River Plate, and uh, one of the consistent options usually talked about in in a defensive options. Unlike Ashley, I do like some big CBs in their in their bonus point production. He was one traditionally you were able to go to and and actually find some good point production there. So um, a lot a lot of change. But I do think you're right, Fripp. That was a great point to make. Um, a lot of players are still here who we expected to go. And so their quality will be around at least for a half a season. We may have to have this conversation again about where they're going to go. But the more we have to talk about who's gone, that that's going to change teams. A lot of players who have left their teams, though, have transferred, as we touched on a little bit already. And those transfers and new additions are what are really exciting talking points as we get into the fantasy season. So we're going to break those down position by position of just some of just kind of quickly who we like that has moved in chat, feel free to jump in as well for yourself uh, with players that you like at these positions. Uh, if you guys don't have anything, especially I know in some of these positions, they're not, not many feel free to just be like, nah, I, I got nothing else, but let's start with keepers. I know Ashley or uh, Fripp, is there anybody who you're excited about? There was, you had the you wrote the only keeper that I'd even <laughs> seen came into the league. So you take it away, Reed. <laughs> so yeah, Josh Cohen down in Atlanta, uh, potentially. I know I've seen some depth charts that have him. I know Fripp's got some good depth charts as well. If you're not checking out his stuff, um, but challenging Guzan, replacing Guzan, who's going to be up there at the top? Um, he he was a free signing uh, that that came in this year and. Um, could, I don't know what the price is going to be with that. That That's where it's going to really potentially pay off. Is he going to be priced close to Guzan or not? Where do you see him coming in at Rip as a starter, or is, or is this going to be a battle throughout the season? So the beat writer for Atlanta, Doug Roberson, I believe, he, you know, there's a lot of people who, I'm going to use the word adore Brad Guzan, um, to the point where there's, I quote tweeted Pablo Maurer earlier today, with like a screenshot of a guy named Guzan Guy One. Like love that, um, so a lot of lot of Guzan fans put it that way. So, but basically, Doug said it's a battle advantage to Cohen. So, could go still either way. I think. Yeah. And you got to watch out. I mean, people were really excited about some changes that Vancouver did last year. Did not pan out very well for mm -hmm. them. Yeah. But there's a lot of quality down in Atlanta, so this is going to be one to check to check out. We could ref. Uh, oh, never mind. Wrong league. I was going to talk about. Portland. We do have one more. I think that we should mention. Go for it. Especially given the team, uh, New England Ravas. Uh, yeah. So after Turner, after Petrovic. Yeah. Uh, right. I think the extra time is just popped in my head. The extra time radio guys were like, um, the best thing is like their goalkeeper coach. Uh, I forgot his name. Sorry to him. But um, yeah, they brought in Ravas, who seems like Petrovic B two. 
or that seems to be the type of like profile and the goal with that signing. So, um, and New England have like you know pretty stout defense. So, yeah. I think that's the only other big move that's expected to be a starter. Yeah. Otherwise, like for this conference, I'd say you know not to get into yeah. the West, but the West has definitely yeah. had some goalkeepers. Yeah, we're focused. We're focused <laughs> right here. Absolutely. Blinders on. Um, yeah. I can, what did he come from? Russia? Is that where their keeper came from? Yeah. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Eastern Europe. Oh, yeah. Is. It was something. It's, 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 yeah. I don't, I'm not even going to, as you know, I will butcher a lot of team names, especially if you're new here. I will butcher a lot of team names. I am not even going to begin to try to pronounce the team where he came from. But yeah. So yeah, a lot of new keepers. The biggest thing, um, the biggest thing with keepers is they're going to be some of your most consistent point production throughout the season because they're they're playing. As long as they're starting, you're going to be getting those points. Yep. And the price is going to be so crucial. We'll talk a lot about double up or not double up. But some of these players like Atlanta, I'm keeping an eye on because if that's a battle, are they going to be competitively priced? Are there going to be some value right there? Um, but that's that's going to be a sweet spot that I look forward to talking about as we get closer to the season. Excuse me. Let's move on to defenders. Chat, let us know who you like. Uh, Rip, who are you tracking or excited about for defender transfers? Definitely Miles Robinson. Yeah. I believe yeah. just, you know, given the known profile, he's easily number one right now in terms of like the impact. Um, his replacement, oh God, here we go. Norwegian or Scandinavian names, Gregerson. Gregerson. Yeah, I like that's that. Atla- what, yeah, that's yeah, what Atlanta brought in. I like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a few more. Um, so Orlando let go of Antonio Carlos. I don't think it's official yet, but they're supposedly bringing in Brecalo. Again, yeah. another Scandinavian center back. But don't you feel uh, like it's Breck Shea vibes to it? Like, that's what I like about it. I feel Breck. like if Breck Ooh. Shea, who, if Breck Shea, I know he was a Miami guy, but now Orlando guy, but yeah. Breck Shea had, you know, like a Spanish uptick to his name. Yeah, I'm interested in him. That's just all I'm saying. Yeah, there's a new Breck in town. That's huge. Oh, oh. <laughs> in a while, right? <laughs> um, been- what else do we have? Uh, lots of uh, lots of new fullbacks. Lots of new fullbacks. It's very. I think there's a lot of names that are new that will amount may amount to something, but aren't flashy right now. Right? Um, didn't come in hot necessarily. Um, yeah, Gressel moving around yeah. was the is this the biggest Gressel and Ro- Ed Robinson to me are tied for the most interesting defensive movements within or from outside of the league. Um, I don't understand how that man bounces. He must be like I want to read that memoir because yeah. when I watch him play, even you know this past season, I think I would want him on my team. Why? Why do people not, he's not super overpaid anymore, right? But he's bounced around. I mean, he's like a full-on journeyman now. Like he's Bill Bruin at this point. So (laughs) I don't understand. He definitely seems like he still has it in the tank. I know he was coming off the bench a little bit at Columbus, but still producing from a fantasy perspective consistently. Now you're putting him above in most of the lineups I've seen preseason. And don't even get me started on that Miami preseason. Am I right? Um, but I have seen him in a five back above DeAndre Yedlin, and I am all here for that. Like, I am so here for that formation. I'm here for him positionally there. Um, I think he can do a lot of damage across the field from Jordi Alba whenever Jordi Alba is healthy. 
Um, so seeing him get picked up by Miami, and yes, that's a Tata reunion as well, right? Gressel was with Atlanta, and that's a homecoming. But um, that to me was just so interesting that you know they that, that Columbus would bring him in and then just let him go. So I have no idea what who that man is pissing off, but I'm <laughs> still consider him for fantasy because um he definitely showed that he still could contribute when he was at Columbus. So um and and, then, and the yearly question will still remain though, will he be classified as a defender or a midfielder? He should be classified. I'll talk to Skyler. Um he should <laughs> still be classified as a defender because I don't feel like it's fair to have a five back. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't know, but he has flirted with it every year and we all know it. Um, so it wouldn't blow my mind if he's listed as a midfielder. Do I like him as much then? Probably not. But even if he's a defender, he's going to cost as much as a midfielder. Yep. So does it matter? You know, uh, point generation. Sure. The only other one that really caught my eye, and this is just another within league. It was, uh, another guy who's just been kind of journeymaning around was Gutman from most recently Colorado moved to Chicago um he has bounced a lot as well what uh atlanta new york colorado now chicago i might have missed yeah. one in between in there? was he Cincy? no was he? yeah goodman no. was there for for a hot minute okay oh, wow. great. Yeah. um that was an absolute guess <laughs> before he went back to atlanta yeah okay um i mean yeah there's been spells where he's contributed super positively in fantasy it wasn't last season um chicago isn't a team i often target for fantasy in general even matchup depending so i'm interested to see you know what how he contributes to that team they're in a little bit of a rebuild but that was an interesting signing for me as well to see him swap you know conferences and move to a a different a different team again so yeah chicago they they've done a full rebuild of their defense and so I mean, that's one it's it's worth noting uh because you're going to want to keep an eye on it i'm going to want to keep an eye on it because you may be able to find some kind of diamond in the rough right there but it's a full rebuild and so there's no expectation of what that may look like at this time uh, i know we talked about some of these players before we talked about um Gonzalez Perez leaving down to Miami. It looks like he's been replaced by Argentine defender Nicolas uh, Frieri. Uh, one to keep an eye on when I'm looking at defenders, as most of you probably do. And if you're new, what you're going to want to start figuring out for yourself, center backs that produce bonus points or wing backs that are getting into attacking situations and generating offensive points. Those are really the only ones you're going to want. Anyone who's middling in between, not, not worth it. So a big potential quality center back is a, uh, going to be someone I'm always keeping an eye on if they're generating those bonus points. Uh, same thing down in, in Atlanta with Satan or uh, Stein. I don't know how to say it. We'll figure it out. Butchering that name. Um, but Miles Robinson's replacement. If Robinson fantastic with bonus points, so excited to have him in Cincinnati. Uh, will that be happening in Atlanta as well? Keeping an eye on there. And I'm also super excited about Nick Lima um going up to I new england Lima. yeah yeah as a right back he had some great production several years ago when he was with san jose with us not as much with some of his his moves so really excited to see if that works uh, more from him leaving austin going up to new england uh definitely want to keep an eye on that one myself just to see where where that goes uh looking in chat 
Uh, yeah, Lennon's still around. Amundsen, we'll see what's happening there. Tolkien, yeah, a lot of these guys are still here. Definitely going to be keeping an eye on on what they're doing. Super excited that uh, that they're still in. No, no, it's, it's all fine, Fizz. Um, excited to have them them around, and we'll be talking more for sure about them. Well, see what I guess Tolkien's going to be. We'll see what happens with, with. I mean, New York's had some changes. We'll see what happens there. Lots lots of question marks around the Red Bulls still, though. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about more about them in a couple of weeks. Let's move on to midfielders and athlete. I I made you talk about this one, so I know you're going to have to kick us off. Yeah, you know, I have been not shy about my feelings as a Sounders fan and a fantasy player for Nico Ladero. I think many times last season I said on this podcast, don't pick him up. I don't care what other people in Discord are telling you. My opinion is don't don't do it and i'm not sure i was ever wrong i'm not saying he didn't ever produce but the times that i was like don't do it it's not gonna happen i don't think i ever ate crow for it so you you were right no you were correct yeah and but i didn't want to be reed i really wanted him to prove me wrong i really wanted him (laughs) to turn into the number 10 that he used to be but he's not and so it was definitely a little sloppy i don't love that right like there's something about when your team kind of does a guy dirty that really did a lot for you and it gets lost right like you know he thought one thing and we said another and whatever right um I would have been quite content to start this season without both Nico and Rui Diaz as a Sounders fan um from a fantasy perspective I think that he could be a really interesting contribution to Orlando um they are a team that tends to want to run through their midfield right um they they thrive with a 10 there's enough players still there I mean god do they need a striker but there's enough players still there that I think he could be interesting um from from a fantasy perspective I think I'll give him a couple of weeks before I I invest my money there I'm also interested to see I think he'll take a price drop in the game I could be wrong because he's still a bigger name but when the team that brought you into MLS gives you like a sad little goodbye. Um, and his point production last year was abysmal. I think, I don't even know if he ever cost more than nine as a, as a 10, you know, um, if he did, it wasn't by much. And so I think he'll, he might end up being kind of a, a budget pick. If, if I'm right, I could be very wrong. Cause I don't ever contribute to pricing unless we're asked to, um, but yeah, going to be in purple, going to be in a different conference, going to be with a different coach, um, missing a lot of the figures he's used to playing with for sure. So it'll be really interesting, you know, to see how this plays out for him as a player, because he's always been a name, right? Even when he wasn't producing, you'd look at, you know, Sounders at home in good home form against, I don't know, last place San Jose. And you think, well, do I pick up Nico Ladero, even if he hadn't been, you know, producing? So um interested to see how he works out there. Um I for me, I know that's not what this podcast is about, but I just feel like because I get I kind of had shit on him a lot the last year and I've got crap for that. Um to me, the best sounder that's ever played the game. The most important sounder, the most impactful sounder. Um, from a fantasy perspective, no one did better, I think, maybe than Clint. Maybe Oba. Um, so definitely gonna miss him, but I think it was the right move. A couple other names um for me that that stood out. 
Um, Forsberg came from uh, Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig, to New York Red Bull, Red Bull on Red Bull, you know, sharing there. Um, I don't know what it says when you can't make it at Red Bull Leipzig, so you can play for New York Red Bull. I don't know what that means for him, but my husband won't shut up about this guy. And as much as it pains me to say it, whenever he gets a Spidey Tinger, what do we call him, Spencer? Spencer, oh, we had a name for it. Like Spencer Suspicions. I don't remember what it was. It's been too long since our last season. Whenever Spencer gets a gut pick about someone that I have not even thought of, 90% of the time he's right. And so I'm definitely paying attention. He's had some great preseason stuff too. Um, so I'm very interested to see as a midi how he plays out. Red Bull midfielders for me, I'm going to say for like four seasons, maybe more, have just been a hot bag, right? Like, which one do you pick? Who's going to hit? Do they even hit? Is it the striker? In set? Like, they've just been really tough to pick from recently. We have a similar problem with like FC Dallas sometimes and stuff like that, right? So I'm interested to see, do they have a guy? Like, do they finally have a guy that we love to pick up on a weekly basis? I think, I think he might. Um, and then I have two kind of, uh, again, journeyman movements amongst MLS. Atlanta picked up Dax McCarty. I don't even know. I don't even think he's going to play. I don't know if that's fantasy related. I just thought it was interesting <laughs> that, you know, again, he kind of came into Nashville and did a lot for them. And then, um, didn't get much of a swan song and now he's gone. Um, and then, like I said, alluded to earlier like it's some big reveal i don't think it will account too much either but latif blessing got picked up by toronto um so interested to see someone i can't remember the last time he did make a fantasy impact but he has and Toronto's such a weird fantasy team that like i don't know off the wing maybe like <laughs> you know i i guess you know there's still some skill and speed there but um i thought that was an interesting kind of amongst MLS pickup for sure. And we'll say one thing about Dax McCarty is as a D mid, not a lot of fantasy production right there, Even but yeah, could, definitely, yeah. definitely a lot of contribution to the locker room. Rip. Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'm a steal from you, Reed, but I think Yankov to Montreal. Yeah. Given Montreal has been very, very active and Yankov, I think he has like Canadian roots or like he's born in Toronto or something like that, but um, basically could be the guy that's essentially on set pieces plays as attacking midfielder, like as a 10, so to speak. Yep. And so that just given the profile, he came from, I believe it was Ludogorets or Red Star Belgrade. One of those two. Yep. Um, and to be honest, I have not seen much of those teams. Don't watch a lot of that. So, <laughs> no, I could give you Jap Japan or like Argentina, yeah. but yeah. not that, um, yeah, I think he has uh, lots of – that's like a profile. If I were playing draft, um, I guess it depends on the price in the actual FMLS game, but um, in draft, that's like kind of like a sleeper. Like, you know. And then also another Finn to MLS, uh, Peltola to DC. Again, like defensive midfielder. Transfer mark says he's played as a center back. Um, that doesn't seem right, but I think he's going to play like defensive midfield for DC. Um, we skipped over Aaron Herrera to DC. Which again, depending on what happens with the DC defense, um, whether it's Miller or Bono, whether it's you yeah. know, Herrera could be very attacking, right? If they play three C uh, center backs. Yep. Um, but yeah, those two I think are like. He was very quiet in Montreal. I really yeah. thought he continue his point production there, and he didn't at all. So I'm interested to see 
what system he gets put into in DC and can he get some of that form back? Yeah, I got burnt a lot. I think last offseason, I was very like excited about Kufre in uh, the, the pullback for New York, New York City, um, Herrera to Montreal. I was like, oh, wow, that's such a good fit. Uh, and uh, Negri in Miami, I was like, yeah, these guys are going to absolutely like smash it. Definitely. Yeah, so I'm a bit more reserved about the sure. any wingback, fullback situation this year. Um, yeah, some you know moderation, so to speak. But yeah, that's I think all I've got for the Eastern like midfielders so far. Yeah, I had a few more in there. Just just that I'm looking at Tyler Boyd coming in from LA, going to Nashville, scored goals, provided assists out there with LA. I think that's definitely something that could be uh, utilized in Nashville. So uh, I think he's on I think he's on the wing. It's likely where he's going to slot into out there. So excited to see what potential he may have in that system. Uh, Grey Goose from Minnesota to Houston. That just oh, happened yeah. today that got posted. Uh, really excited about that. I mean, I know we were we were all about Herrera and, and Houston, one of the few options that did kind of produce right there. Uh, quality of, of young Grey Goose going to, to Houston could really add some um, depth to fantasy options right there, especially if that if that form continues. Uh, and then a couple of guys from from the New Yorks up there. A lot, lots of yeah. changes within the both New York teams, and so um, not exactly sure where they're going to fall in like fantasy value overall. But uh, Emil Forsberg coming in from uh, Red Bull Leipzig is uh, is a midfielder. I'm kind of keeping an eye on there. They've had some changes in the attack, so definitely want to see how that fits in. And then uh, Hannes Wolf coming in from. A German team that I am not Borussia going to try. There you go. Good job. Good job, Fripp. Um, again, some some attacking right there. Lots of change in New York City in general, though. So that's um, – but those are a couple of names that, that I definitely want to take a look at, see what their prices are, see what the season started out with those teams. Uh, at midfield, I'm kind of excited to see where they, where they may go. Uh, heading over to chat. Uh, yeah, no, our New York people talking about those players as well. Exactly. Yeah, these are definitely people we're gonna gonna want to keep an eye on right there. Well, let's wrap up the players and start talking about forwards. Lots of names on this list. Fred, who do you have? Uh, we can keep it New York City. Um, I think Agustin Ojeda. He so these two are not going to be official official yet, but it's like to the point where Tom Bogart has probably put two or three tweets out about them. So Agustin Ojeda, I think he's more of a winger. Could be like a forward in it. Uh, fantasy could be a midfielder. Um, seems like a U22 guy from Argentina. And then the big one that's as of today, um, here we go, another uh, Slavic name, but Mijatovic, Mijatovic uh, from Red Star Belgrade, who is like an 18-year-old. Uh, if we just look at the price tag, supposedly New York City are going to pay up to $10 million for him. Yep. Um, he has eight goals, two assists in about 600 minutes this year um so there's obviously a lot of expectation baked yeah. into that and so yeah the santi rodriguez plus whomever the forward is if it's bakar or him that's something i'm like very very interested in yep and then yeah we have the the big you know limbo duncan mcguire um perhaps a sign to where that may head is that orlando are looking at uh, muriel who's playing in Italy, Atalanta. Uh, I think he's a Colombian. Don't quote me on that. Might be Ecuadorian uh, forward. I think he's like a 30, 31. So he could be the replacement to Duncan Maguire if and when 
or however that may happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's also not official. And then, yeah, I think the, the really big one is Chicago opening the purse again. Um, Kuipers, Kuipers, yeah. Kuipers. Um, he was the league in, leading goal scorer in the Belgian league, comes from Ghent. And yeah, they're paying like, might be like MLS record, close to Almada, like $12 million. So nice. it's Chicago. Yeah. Big, uh, think, big question marks. Right? Yeah. I, like to quote extra time, like they really do need chance creation more so like they have the nine that's great like this yep. is absolutely a win for chicago should they have paid as much who cares not my money yeah um yeah i think he might will they put him at 10 million for fantasy i don't know yeah. but he could be one of the more expensive forwards i think um yeah i'll leave it at that for now ashley uh the one that is heavily rumored, but I haven't seen confirmed that that kind of interested me was Albert at least to Red Bull or sorry to uh New England Revolution. Um, I haven't seen that that went over the line. I think he'd be a really interesting fit in that system. Um, you know, a lot of former MLS fantasy points on that on that name. Um, we'll see if it ends up actually happening. Um, and then, you know, not to steal the big one, but Luis Suarez with all of his injections and pills he takes every day to lead up to a game coming to inner Miami. Um, you know, people talked a lot with, with just Busquets and Alba, right? Like all oh, Messi's collecting, you know, his retirement pals. And I was the first one to kind of be like, well, hold on because you know, this isn't a retirement league, but guys who are close to retiring can still ball out here. So as they can a lot of places because they're some of the best in the world at their position at one point. So give them a chance. You know, I, I thought that that those two guys had a great production season for fantasy in the amount of time that they were in the league. Did they both get hurt? Yes. Did Messi also? Also, yes. But we knew that that was happening, right? I feel so much less confident about Luis Suarez being a player in this league than I did about Messi's Messi. So like, your hot takes are not welcome here with him. Um, but Busquets and Alba, I, I could hear that argument. You know, those those hot takes. I Yes, I get it. But Suarez, I'm just not on it, Reed. And you know that I love to hop on. I, first of all, I do hate bandwagons, but I love getting on this Miami bandwagon. Um, it just goes against all my natural instincts. I'm just ready to jump aboard. But I don't know that I am for Suarez. I think that he can still score goals. I think he will score some goals. Unless he's just, like, punking all of us and this is some bit, like, I know he hasn't stayed healthy because I can look at how many games he's played in the last few years. But the things that he's talking about, like, his body, I think he's showing up for one season at most. I don't even know if he makes it till summer. He wants to play with his friends again. He wants to be with his buddy. If they link up a couple of times, he can ride off into the sunset and call it good. This is not a name I'm targeting heavily for fantasy. I was more interested in Josef Martinez playing with Messi than I am for Suarez, to be completely honest. I think he's a fantastic player, um, but I just think he's too old and broken to really contribute. Um, maybe he'll prove me wrong. And like I said, maybe this is all a bit. Maybe this is a long con. It's just been, you know. Suarez scam. Yeah, he's, uh, he's possuming all of us, but I don't think so. So... We all knew it was coming. I mean, that was the bit when Messi signed, right? So um, he's not eating up too much money. 
I don't think he's gonna eat a up. Tam player. Yeah, I Not don't think he's gonna eat up too many minutes, you guys. Like, I people really kind of hated on Zlatan for how old he was when he got here. That man, like, half volleyed a goal from the fifty yard line. You know, Luis Suarez would do that and then never play again. So. I think it's I think it's very different. I it seems like he's just not in the physical space that he could or should be to make the impact you would have expected him to a couple of years ago. Um but I don't ever doubt someone who gets to play with Messi. I think my 7-year-old son would be a fantasy prospect if he got to play with Messi. So that is the factor I'm not taking away, but if you show me a lineup with Suarez and no Messi, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and hush your mouth saying that we're not here for the hot takes. We are always here for the hot takes. 100% send us your, your hot takes. Uh, again, a few more I'm going to add. Uh, Corey Baird to Cincinnati. Kind of a weird one. Go ahead and call it a homer pick. Um, yeah. But he's one of those players that he, he may not turn into your fantasy go-to, but I am really interested to see what his presence is going to do to the fantasy output of Bupenza. That's that's where I think his value is is going to be. That's what we what we hoped for with Vasquez didn't work out as much. Definitely need that's a position that needs to produce for us this year. So I, I'm I was super actually bummed um to see Baji leave because I really loved him up there and oh, thought man. that he was good to provide some options. So I was bummed to see about that. But uh, I, I'm interested in the Corey Baird move to see what impact fantasy wise that has on some of the other players. And so that's, that's why I have that one on here. Uh, Matias Arezo over at New York city oh, yeah. FC, uh, Uruguayan international coming in from uh, La Liga side uh, Granada uh, could have some good scoring potential there. Again, lots of changes in New York teams, but that's another one to keep an eye on. Uh, Matias Kakaro uh, coming into Montreal. Yeah. He's been a consistent scorer um, coming in there. And so new coach, lots of new stuff going on in Montreal, probably a better fit than than it was last year. But, uh, but Montreal did, had some surprising results. And so uh, want to keep an eye on, on him at the forward spot and see. And also new announcement just dropped today. Uh, Diego Rubio going to Austin. Um I, I want to keep an eye on it. I mean, they need, he, it. They, they need it. He had some pro, some production in when he was with Colorado. He's usually one of the few you might consider. But let me just say, preview for next week, super excited to talk about Colorado with Matt Pollard. Um, but Rubio going to, to Austin is definitely another transfer that I want to at least keep my eye on and see how that pans out and what uh, that may do to that team right there. Can I get a uh, Suarez counterpoint? I just I just pulled up. Like, oh yeah, so go score. for it. Yes. So his last it. in his last like eight to ten games with Grêmio in Brazil, um, which was a newly promoted team last year, he has a hat trick game. He has a game with two assists, a goal, penalty earned. He has a game with two goals. Um, basically, he had that weird interview or that let's say a two three week span where he's like. I think I can't do it anymore. I can barely walk. You know, when he gave all those quotes, yeah, which was right around the time people were speculating, yeah, he's trying to get out of his contract to go to Miami on a free because yep. that's how Miami needs it to happen. Um, <laughs> but ever said. since that happened, which was, I believe, in August, um, around like late August last year, he has been on absolute heater. Um, I don't think he's the best player in Brazil. Last, Some people are saying that last year, but he was definitely high, high level, very explosive. So like, 
Yeah, he got 17 goals in 33 games, right? Like that's more more a lot of multi-goal games. More than Martinez got. 100%. Well, and that and that's what they need. That's what they need. They need the, the offset for Messi. Yep. Like if I see Suarez starting, he's either yeah, I say I would captain him. Like given if you have the lineup and you he's in there, then I think at least like switch roof flyer or like potentially even captain pick. He might because he also gets a lot of like he passes, like he does rack up bonus as well. Sure. Kind of I mean, like combining. So Suarez captain is a kind of captain pick that you can really sink your teeth into, I think. Sure. I'm oh. sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, let's go. I'm sorry. We could not fight in that one. That's yeah. <laughs> too much fight. <laughs> we couldn't, we could not get through the whole episode. I'm so sorry. Forever. Forever right there. Uh all right. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us tonight to talk about this Eastern Conference preview. Thank you, all of you who have uh joined us tonight as we kick off the MLS fantasy season. Um there's there's gonna be more content coming out, but as always, we're going to end with some plugs. So, so Fripp, let's let you plug first. Uh, follow, you know, the socials. Uh, I'm on Twitter at so rare USA. Um, I've got usually like transfer updates, injury news once those come out. Um, we'll have CCC, C3. We got it, C cubed. We got to find like a CCC doesn't sound as like good as CCL. We'll like find something for that one. saying yes in Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you like soccer? CCC. Yeah. <laughs> CCC yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Vancouver in action soon. Um, yeah, RSL Miami coming up. Um, yeah, follow me there. I have some depth charts posted. Um, in yeah, highlights incoming players. So if you're playing draft, those usually tend to like be a bit undervalued. So. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Ashley? I just want to plug, you know, MLS Fantasy Insider Resources Discord again. Um, you know, I think it's been so fun to watch this game grow over the past 10 years um, and take shape the way it has as a part of this show and as just a player, too. Uh, so definitely, you know, I encourage anyone who's new to playing or wants to try harder maybe didn't finish last season or is you know everyone who's already in discord is taking it plenty serious but um you know everybody else uh if you're if you're getting into the game and you want to know where to start i would start with discord absolutely Apparently, hani mukhtar is on twitch right now streaming fifa with oh, his snap. nashville mvp guitar uh oh i so. love this Clean transition from MLS. We're going to just go straight to, to that. We'll just let's lead into that. And cut. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Boom. <laughs> no, yeah. Just no, open Twitter. Uh, upstage <laughs> right there. Uh, no, for me, I mean, check out, uh, of course, the Discord. It's a fantastic place there. If you used to see us on Reddit, that that's not active. People people say, hey, redo stuff on Reddit. And it just it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Traction's not We're there. Not so there yeah. Discord for that is MLSFantasyBoss.com for the articles that we have coming out. A lot of our preseason coverage is going to be videos like, like this. But we are going to have some articles coming out there. A lot of it is pulled from the community just to see what your what the the players in our in Discord are are thinking about and who they're keeping keeping tabs on as well. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/MLSFI. That's going to be getting updated as we get a little bit closer to the season, and all the league stuff is going to come out. So keep an eye on your emails if you are interested in being part of our Pro Rel League. Information about that will be coming out as well. Uh, got a lot of the names from last year. A lot of the 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 pre. Uh, list from last year as well and of course our patrons have shots at getting involved in this as well so it may be tough to get into the league now but we've got like 
five levels of the pro rel league it's 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 wild people absolutely love it so i'm stoked that it's been going so well and there are a lot of a lot of changes this year so thanks so much for listening uh we'll be back next monday with our western conference preview with matt pollard it's gonna be a good time but of course for the first time in 2024 as always good luck mm-hmm.